Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Bearded Fan Podcast. I am Andrew, and thanks for joining me on this episode. In this week's episode, I speak to Brent Spilken, who is a business coach. We chat about his business biker breakfast, and then we try and help him choose a new motorcycle. So here we are, Friday again. Now that I'm um, releasing episodes every Friday, Friday just seems to be coming around so much quicker. So this is episode 28, number three for the year. So how's your 2020 going so far? So like mine's been off to a uh, killer start, so I'm feeling pretty good so far. So to kick off, I thought I would maybe just chat about uh, something about the podcast that you might not really know. Um, I don't really edit the conversations that I have um, that much. I do remove out unpleasant sounds if they are. I try my best to do that. Uh, but I don't actually edit the content that much um, unless a guest uh, asks me to do so. If something came up in conversation during the podcast conversation, they say, oh, they would prefer that not to be in the podcast. You know, I take that out with, with, with pleasure. So um, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, I uh, had a chat with Brent Spilken, who is commonly known as Spilly with three L's. So I'll refer to Brent as Spilly going forward. Um, uh, Spilly and I, um, as we sat down and hit the record button, we got into a conversation about technology and this conversation went on for about 20 minutes. And it was quite an interesting conversation, but it was pretty much off topic. So I decided that what I would do is I would edit that whole section out and I'm going to make that available as a private episode. Um, and the link will be available in the show notes. So um, if you're interested in listening to that, then uh, go have a listen. Uh, if you battle to get through to that that episode or you have any issues, please let me know. I'll help you with that. So if you are interested in hearing Spilly and I chat about the future of email, where instant messaging fits in when it comes to communication, social media. We chatted about the big boys like Facebook and Google and Amazon, as well as online shopping in South Africa. Or if you're interested in the chat that we had about um, Google, is Google listening to us? Uh, then go ahead and take a listen and let me know what you think of that uh, feature, um, because maybe it's something that I can offer uh, going forward, that if I happen to chat to someone about a specific um, uh, subject, related to the podcast um, theme but let's say we have a conversation about something else which is valuable um, it would be nice to know whether you guys are interested in that kind of content as well so all the details will be in the show notes great now that I've got all uh, well not all but some of the housekeeping out of the way let's slide into this week's episode here's my chat with Spilly let's talk about um, about your business the entry point would be the the, the business biker breakfast, breakfast that you do? Yeah. So tell us about that and how so how did you come up with that idea? Yeah. Yeah. So interesting enough is that I, I'll give you my bike history. Okay? Yeah. So I grew up just down the road here in Linden. We had like an acre or half an acre backyard, like good old South African apartheid back garden. It was great, right? like lots of space. And my father bought a little Honda 50 automatic 
with like the basket in the front, like a real yeah. toy. <coughs> um, and I grew up riding that thing around the back garden. As a little 50, it was like lots of fun. That was my first taste of motorbikes. My father had bikes. He had big eleven, big heavy 1100s. Uh, he had a couple of Beamers. Um, and grew up in the back of that, going up to Northcliffe Hill, like just sitting on the back of the bike, okay? Um, so that was my exposure to bikes early on. At the age of about 2021, 20, I decided I had to have a Vespa. And there was a place in town called Vespa Center. And I ended up buying a, like a 1979 PX150, I think it was. Um, the guy had resprayed it, didn't have second gear. It was the gears on, on, the, on the, the handles. And, awesome. and I basically pushed that bike more than I rode it. Like it was just, just gave shit all the time. <laughs> And, but I loved it. I loved the idea. I had like the, the piss helmet, the, the piss pot helmet, and it was fun. And I used to drive around pissed all the time because I was young and stupid and like, you know, the good times. Uh, my, my best mate, who had no experience in motorbikes, right outside my house, tried to wheelie this thing, dropped it, fucked it up even worse. Took it back to Vespa Center, cost me a grand to fix. And I'd spent six grand on the bike, a grand on the respray paint. And I ended up selling that bike and making a thousand bucks. And it was like, this is. Brilliant, cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then I thought, like, no, this two-stroke mixing oil, like push starting it, like it was just, it was uh, the romance had gone. Okay, of of the like the practicality of it was just wasn't that romantic anymore. Um, and then a couple of years later, I started. I still have this Vespa thing in my. Like I need to get get out of my system, so I bought a modern Vespa. Okay, it was it had three hundred k's on, so it was basically brand new. Uh, it was a two fifty automatic start. ABS, like brilliant. Bought without a license, drove around for a while, got my learners, got my license. Um, subsequently, had bought quite a few Vespas in my life. And I bought Vespas and my friends had Vespas and we had these little Vespa crews and it was lots of fun. But as time went on, all my friends progressed to real bikes. And I'm not mm -hmm. knocking Vespas, but real bikes, yeah. okay? And they were giving me the whole, get a real bike, you know, like, you know, giving me the hard time about it. And I never really understood. I was like, I'm on a bike. It's as dangerous as yours, like, and, and, and. Um, and then four years ago, I was like, okay, it's time. And it was time because I saw the Ducati Scrambler online. I was like, uh -huh. I love the look of that bike. Yeah. And it's a weird thing because I'd never been bike shopping. I was never looking for bikes. But it just, I was like, this thing, for some reason, just scratched an itch, right? So I put my name down, came out, got on the bike, didn't have the right license to do my learners again and the license did it properly. Bought the bike, got on the bike and realized, oh my God, all my friends were right. The Vespa's way more dangerous. Like that little, little tires and it doesn't break and like, <laughs> and like it doesn't really balance properly. And suddenly I was like, oh my God. So at one point I had the Ducati, I had a, 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 a Vespa. My wife had a baby 150 Vespa. Wife fell pregnant, sold that Vespa, and then I sold my Vespa, and I've only had the, the Ducati. I'm shopping. We'll talk about that now as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, my, my, my biking career is, in terms of real bikes, one bike, four years. It's my daily. I haven't had a car for three years. So, like, this is this is my, my life, right? And I'm, I'm, besides the fact that today I came in my wife's car, yeah. fair weather. Right? Like, I, like, yeah. I, like I don't, I'm not fair weather. I'll, I'll any weather pretty predominantly because yeah. I have to. Um, and I love it. Long story short, right? So my business is business coaching and consulting. And I had one particular client who runs a very large three, 400 man, 300 million business. And he's got a PA. And I had to book sessions through his PA. 
And he's just bounced me all the time. And I understood because I'm not priority in his life. I get that, okay? Like client, whatever the issues are in his life, priority. So it frustrated the crap out of me that I couldn't get to see him as often and I'd book appointments and then he'd bounce me. And But I knew he was a, he was a motorcyclist. I didn't actually realize what kind of motorcyclist he was. And by kind, I mean, when I became Facebook friends with him, his Facebook profile was elbow down on Kyle Army. Like, oh, right. he knows how to ride a bike, yeah. okay? Like, not the way I ride yeah. a bike, right? Like, I think he actually understands it. Um, but I sent him a WhatsApp going, hey, dude, um, next Friday, let's do the session. Meet in Santon, 7 o'clock. We'll go through to Parais. Breakfast at 8. Be done by 10. You'll be back by 11. And he cleared his day for it. I was like, oh, go. hang on a second. The coaching <clears throat> is, was, was cool, and he, I think he appreciated it. But actually, the bike thing for him was like, so obviously, that was the exciting piece. So it stuck with me. I then started asking a couple of my clients, and by luck, I have a lot of male clients, predominantly white male guys. That's just the nature of the industry, I suppose, I'm in. And how many of you guys have bikes? And all of a sudden, everyone's got the Harley in the garage and, you know, the, the Africa twin that they hardly ride. Or, like, you know, it's like they're lying around. So I started saying, guys, let's just mix it up. Instead of coming in and do the boardroom typical office thing, let's do a quick ride out, Cullinan, wherever it is. So that was... That was this time last year. Got to December, went on holiday, and I was like, there's something here. Hey? I've got to figure out what this is. This is like this. There's something here. Back a few steps, I used to do group coaching. So multiple businesses, non-competing, in the room together for a full day or half day. Yeah. So I have all that content and the way that's structured, I have that. just happens to be any kind of business owner in a room. But the way that works is the same thing. So all I did is I, I took the bike element and planted that into my group coaching methodology. So playing with the idea, opened up an Instagram account as one does, decided BROP, Business Bikes and Breakfast, yeah. Radical Accountability Program, which is like, okay, let's try mm. that. <laughs> sourced a whole bunch of stock images, started posting this in December, January, and said, right, guys, one Feb, we're going to do a ride. 700, 800 rand, buys you breakfast, we go out to, uh, uh, we went out to Paris on the first one. It rained the whole way there and the whole way back, but like pissed down the whole way. Hey? Um, and then I had a, a coaching session with a little workbook and a presentation. And it was just like, so I got, I think, 14 or 15 business owners who happened to own motorbikes, one lady, mostly men. And off we went, braved the rain, had a great day, had a breakfast, did the coaching, and then we all pissed off home. Great success. I paid Joe Fleming from mm. from, from Bonafide to come take yeah. some photos. And he took some great photos because I understood the value of some of the content. And then I was like, cool, it's done. And then everyone was like, when's the next yeah, one? When's the next and one? And I was like, yeah. I hadn't thought. Beyond like, that. I just yeah. thought like, this, this would be a fun thing to do. Let's do this once. <laughs> um, long story short, I ran nine of them this year, one in Cape Town. And lost money on all of them except for the, the last one in terms of like but some I paid photography and design and the breakfast and the social media advertising and da, 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 <coughs> lost money on it um, but I loved it I loved it but it was, a, it was actually quite a, a strain on me to do this and the reason why and you know hindsight's beautiful I allowed every group to determine next month's theme so all right. they would go okay I want to talk about social media next month and then I'd go produce a two hour social media coaching training piece okay but then I have to produce it design it and with all the branding and alert and coordinate the logistics and do ticket sales and like sign indemnities and it's like a lot of moving pieces 
for a one-man business. Yeah. So towards the end of this year, I was like, I'm fatigued doing this. It's a lot of work. I love it. I'm not making any money on it and an end. So I just pushed pause. And I went to look at all the other sort of coaching organizations, models, what they're doing. And I've now worked out the way I'm going to do it next year. Similar things, similar kind of pricing, but way less onerous on me. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to probably relaunch this early next year again. The concern I've got is this. It's two parts. The first thing was that one of my clients said to me, um, how's this bra thing going? I'm like, this is what it is. It's cool. I'm loving it. It's cool. I'm getting people in. And some guys have done all eight of them. Um, like, so there's something that were like repeat clients, a lot of repeat clients and guys going, when's the next one? So it was sticky. It was showing sticky. So I said, I'm building this little business. And he went, oh no, no, no. You're not building a business. You're building a community. Mm. He goes, building a business is easy. Building community is hard, right? And I was like, oh, he's right. That is, that's the truth. But there is a community, okay? Um, it's a mass niche. There are lots of business owners and execs who own motorbikes, lots. Um, and one of the guys coined it for me. He went, fuck the golfers. This is my golf. And I was like, ah, oh, this is it. These guys play golf every Wednesday. Business, it's a business networking, you know, that's the excuse. Yeah. But the bikers don't have that. Yeah. Um, so that's actually what this has become for some of these guys. And I ask every month, would you like to do this any day of the week in particular? Do you want to do it on weekends? And they always say, must be during the week. It's a work thing. It's a work thing. Um, and it is because they are learning and they are networking. A lot of the guys have ended up doing work together. Um, but it's quite tough. Yeah. I, I've had a few conversations with guys in a lady in New York, a guy in Paris, a guy in Perth, um, ex-African in Perth, who are going, I love this. A guy in Durban who's going, I want to franchise this. So I know I'm onto something. It just needs to be more consistent. Yeah. An easier model for me to manage. Mm. Um, and replicable. I've got to figure out how to replicate yeah. this yeah. all over the world. Um, that's the idea. So that's that's my that's my foray. And, and the interesting thing was that I had very little bike network. Like I had a couple of mates yeah. who had bikes, but I don't have like a massive biking network. Um, and weirdly enough, none of the biking franchises, the the brands, are willing to open up their network with much ease. Mm. Um, they're quite like quite guarded in terms of, and it's, it's obvious, you know, the Harley guys are the Harley guys and the GS guys are the GS guys, and like they don't like to like Mixed. blend, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 the brands don't like to blend either. So I've worked out that the, the sponsorship thing is as a, as a revenue model is not really what I want, and I don't want to be begging for sponsorship. If it comes later, great, but that's not what I do. Mm. This thing's got to sell tickets and be self-sustaining. Sure. Um, yeah. And then we just go back to something else. The joy was taken away by putting money on it, okay? As soon as I went, I'm making you pay for this and I've got to add value, it took away a lot of the enjoyment that I was taking. Because for now, you. For me. For you, yeah. Because now I have customers and customers are demanding. <coughs> oh, and your coffee was shit. Oh, and that was too far off in this and mm. can't we do it when it doesn't rain? And like, shit, like I was like, became... So there's an absolute conversation here where this might become some kind of almost NPO, NGO, where we contribute towards a greater good lower the expectation, still add value, still network, but it's less onerous on me to provide value. Yeah. Um, and make it a bit more social and selfishly for me to have more fun again. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm going with this next year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's yeah. my business bikes and breakfast. Pet project that just landed off veering off way further than I thought. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that there's something there and I, I'm going to keep 
I'm going to revive it a little bit differently next year. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Well, that's great. So most of the guys that were on there would be what? They're uh, owning their own businesses kind of Predominantly. Thing. I mean, yeah. most of the guys we had were, for lack of a better term, entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, from small business to big business. We had a couple of guys that were like MDs or CEOs of businesses they don't own, but they were the decision makers. Sure. Um, and then I let, I let one or two other guys come in which were like employees or freelancers, like small business, or because it was kind of like just seeing what works and what didn't. And I got a lot of feedback from that because they wanted like-mindedness. Um, so it, 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 I tried different things to see what worked. Going forward, I'd like to know that you own a business. Like yeah. first price or yeah. are the are, are key decision maker in a business mm. so not employees yeah um because we we want to solve challenges that business owners have sure in, yeah, in, in, a, in a safe environment so that's kind of so like what we they're like the give me some of the themes that you that you so so the we different did, sessions that you did so we ran one on on um <coughs> customer retentions and moments of magic like how do we look after our clients and how do we wow them on a regular basis? We did one on, on a social media strategy. So how do we run this for our business? Uh, we did one on CRM. We, I did one on, on your personal values and how you translate it into your culture of your business. Um, so like there, there were quite a few of those sort of, those sort of things sure. that are floating around. Um, so I think which, which <coughs> other ones we did, can't get my head around it right yeah. now. But yeah, like so what about guys that are, are, let's say they are employed, yep. they're working for a corporate, but yep. they want to get out. Yep. And this is the kind of stuff that they would, so do you think that they, it's the kind of level that they would yeah. be interested so, in? So I think this, so this is the thing, is that there's value to everyone. The, the content piece, there's value, right? Yeah. But but there's this massive um, interaction between the guys yeah. and the kind of problems they're dealing with in terms of their staff, their customers, their margins, their da da da. So we did like a thing. We had a whole thing on pricing and pricing strategy. So I unpack what is pricing, all different kinds of pricing models, how you charge, how you move your pricing up and down. Understand where you, where your pricing puts you in, in positioning within the market. Now, valuable to guys who understand where their business is. Yeah. If I'm thinking about a business, it might be too technical, and also this isn't a problem I'm currently dealing with. Therefore, I can't contribute towards the conversation that the other business owners are having. Yeah. So I might not add value. I might, I might get value, but I'm not adding value. So other guys are going, you know, like we enjoyed that, but he he was kind of like not adding value to our conversation. So you're trying to keep them at the same level. There was a suggestion to do a pillion group, okay? okay? To go, right, it's for people who are even not even potentially even motorcyclists to go, right, we'll do this at an event space. You can rock up in your car, whatever it is, and you can be at any level. Basically a copy and paste of the previous month's theme just for a different audience. Yeah. Um, but then I was kind of going, well, that isn't why I started this. I wanted <laughs> it for, I actually wanted it for the bikers. That was the point. Yeah. Um, like enjoy the, enjoy the day out, right? So I was like, yeah, I could do that, but then I'm literally doing it for the money. Um, and actually, it's a huge amount of fun to get on your bike. I mean, as you know, with a bunch of people that are like- Like-minded. Like-minded. And we're off for an adventure. It's down <laughs> at the office and it's cool. And what was amazing is that the value people get is very different. But- um, I've always had a professional photographer who's a motorcyclist with us. So I've paid for photos to produce content for social media. I then share those photos with everyone who attended that day. And obviously, if there's a really great photo of you on your bike, boom, profile picture, right? And they were doing the marketing for me. So they were, guys were going like, it's a great photo. It's like, yeah, it's business bikes and breakfast. Like, What's that? You know, so mm. it's amazing how that helped drive the, 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 the movement. Um, and then selfishly, I just love looking at the photos. I'm just like, these are such, there's such, such beautiful pictures of motorbikes. Like, it's like, I just love looking at that stuff. So I get a lot of satisfaction knowing I've got this, I've got nine beautiful albums 
um, and the Cape Town run was spectacular. Hey? It was like through the mountains, like it was just. It was just so clearly, you got the weather right. <laughs> and it was one by of those, chance. Uh, by chance, yeah. By uh, chance. But it, it was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> um, up into Stellenbosch and Franschhoek, it was just oh. beautiful. So I've got some beautiful photos to show for it, and like, and you talk about like the legacy. Is that even if I never do one again, um, in terms of me being satisfied by looking through photos, yeah, and like having a, it. and and there were pieces, right? So initially, the first three I had a designer produce a poster for me, and a different designer produced the poster for me for free. I said, guys, do me a favor, in your style, in your way, this is what I need to say. Go for it. And I had three very different pieces, and there was a conversation going. I'm going to do one of these for the first 24. Okay. And yeah. then I'm going to have an art exhibit, exhibit, exhibition, exhibition yeah. of all these different designers. And I'm going, it's amazing, because if I get 24 designers in the room and they're all talking about business bikes and breakfast, that reach would yeah, be quite good. exactly. Great PR and, and, and. It fell away. Why? Logistically, go find a new designer every month and go, hey, guys, do me a favor. Yeah. Like it just became too much work. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and I'm sad, because I think, I think it was a really cool thing to do. I'd like to do it again. Um, but it's... You learn like certain things work, certain things don't, and and just you know, roll the punches. Well, uh, yeah, I think I think that's the um, the fun of that. Like, mm. you know, I bring it back to the podcast. Yeah. It's like experiment. You got an idea, you try something, it doesn't work. You tweak it. Uh, you see something happen there. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, how can I build on that? That's the fun part mm. about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the weird thing is, is that you can either start <coughs> simple and expand out. Yeah. And I kind of started quite wide like, there were like lots of moving pieces mm. and over time I'm going how do I make this thing more and more simple yeah like, it's almost th that editing thing we talked about Tim I'm going I started with an hour and a half podcast and I'm trying to go how do I make this 20 minutes mm. uh, with, without taking away the value um, yeah, sure. and it, it's hard and guys get value from certain pieces but you're trying to like just compress it to go it's punchy that does the trick and, and uh, uh, it adds value to most people like, that's yeah. what you're trying to do okay yeah, satisfy as many as you can. So, so it's it's been cool. Um, and then, I mean, the dream on that, right? Like the long term dream would be: imagine I could do this in every city in the world. Imagine I can go Amsterdam this weekend and New York that weekend, and, yeah. and meeting fifteen business owners that happen to have motorbikes and do a trip out there for breakfast. I'm going like, that's living the dream, right? Like figuring that out. Absolutely. Um, so, like that kind of thinking is is there. I'm just nowhere near that at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you almost like. Okay, you know what to do. I don't need to tell you what to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I mean, lots to do, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, proving, it's proving the model correctly here. Yeah. Um, and making sure that it is financially viable. Um, and the reality is that I'd be happy to jump on a plane to Amsterdam and break even, right? Like, I mm. don't have to make money on this. Just for the, like, life experience cool factor, no brainer, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. No, well, the, the thing is that I think the, the the that sort of biker community, when you've got the right mix of people, mm. is very very strong. Mm. And uh, agree. Joe Fleming, you mentioned him. Yep. Him and Al have got bona fide moto. Yes. And they organise trips. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been on any, any of them? No, because I, I I don't camp. Yeah. So so, so, so if they said we're going <coughs> to five star, I'm in. In. <laughs> so you glamping. Yeah. So I haven't done their trips but I've just I did their last one down to Swaziland oh really yeah the reason the reason is this always happens got two kids yep. my priority my kids are my priority so when they're with me then so I don't like to swap out weekends and mm. disruption and all that kind of thing so so happens that a lot of the time these rides are 
wrong weekends. Wrong weekends yeah. and that kind of thing. And uh, But this time, fortunately, it turned out that I could go on this one. And uh, I was amazed at how well that the trip is organized, how well the trip went, what the vibe was on the trip. Yeah. I mean, I'm still Enjoying talking it. about yeah. it and thinking about it, and I've made a plan to go on the Sabi one now in next Friday. Uh, I've, got a, I've got another friend of mine that's going on it, uh, okay. a guy called William Price. Okay. Have you met him? No, no I haven't oh, met him. Make some time yeah. to meet him. Very interesting guy. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so there we didn't camp. Yeah. So there they've backpackers. Yeah. Very very comfortable. Yeah. I recommend you go. Oh, interesting. I didn't go on next year. Yeah. So, so, so the Sabi one is camping. So it's the Sabi <coughs> one that, that that's thrown me then, right? Yeah. And only because I remember seeing photos. I think it was the very first one. Oaks were floating in their tents. Yeah, okay. It's going to happen this year yeah. again. Um, and then, by the way, yeah, well, I got the feeling. Yeah, I mean, look at the weather outside, right? Mm. And then, and then the other one as well, which they did was the Lesotho run the once Sony twice. One, yeah. And again, just watching Oaks tread in mud. And and so even though I'm happy to be in the rain daily to work and back and running around, like that, that part, of, that part, I just it doesn't <coughs> appeal to me. Hey? That's just yeah. who I am. So so and I tell you what I did. Earlier this year was that I um, I landed up doing a tour round Lake Como up the mountains into Switzerland with Ducati. Okay. Um, it's a tour, except that day I was the only guy. So the, I rocked up and the guy went, pick a bike. So I was like, I have never driven a monster before. He's like, take the monster. I was like, Great. Okay. And he goes like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, do you want to go around the lake? And I'm like, oh, I've seen the lake. He goes, you want to climb the mountains? I'm like, cool, let's do that. And that was a full day. We did like a long, a, a very demanding ride in terms of all those hairpins. But it was something I'm going like, that was the most extraordinary day. Mm. Um, going up and having the experience of like just stopping in these random little towns for a little coffee and then going over into Switzerland and just explain some of the mountain regions and just driving some of these, these beautiful valleys. Like, so for me, it was the fact that I'd, I did that great tour but then came home to a luxury, you know, a luxury yeah. bed at the evening. So, like, I love that idea. Um, going back to Vespa, there's a guy in Cape Town, in Pretoria called Bruno. He does um, the Vespa culinary tours. Okay. He spent six months a year in, in Pretoria, six months a year in Italy. Ten days on a Vespa, ten Vespas, with a support vehicle, so you're not carrying luggage, and they go from restaurant to restaurant down the Malfi Coast. I'm just like, doesn't sound shit. Yeah. Not at all. yeah. So Not like, at all. so there's certain definitely certain things that I'm like, <laughs> I'd be dead keen to try. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't like the camping piece. Like yeah. that's that's that. For so me if they do the Swazi trip again next year, I would I would recommend it. Okay. Do you do you ride on dirt or? Not. Not really. Not um, really. I mean, even my, my my current bike, I've put road tires on there because that's okay. where's yeah. my life, right? Yeah. So and I've, I have no real experience of, of off road. No. So yeah. So there you're probably doing about. Probably about uh, 50% on dirt. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about shopping for bikes for a second, right? Okay. So so I'm itching. Okay, and I'm itching okay. for two reasons. The first thing is I had this bike for four years, and I love it to bits. I'm super comfortable on it in terms of I know what it can do and I, I know what its limitations are. It's too small for me. Not engine size, the physical oh, chassis. It's chassis, okay? yeah. I have long <coughs> legs. It's too small a bike. So it's one of those things where I've been looking for bikes and – I saw that I think there's a GS parked outside, right? Yeah, okay. that's mine, yeah. So I'm not a GS guy, yeah. but that <coughs> R90 Urban GS, okay? You know, the white mm. tank, red yeah. seat. No, exactly. I'm Which like, one are you talking about? I like that. I really like that. 
Um, and I was lucky enough to ride a, uh, the R90, just the... The pure. Not the pure. What's what's just the normal one? It's the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they call it the pure. Yeah, got the yeah. Change the names or okay, whatever. So, but it's, it's not the <coughs> scrambler one. It's the yeah. It's the road yeah, it's one, the right? normal. Um, and I was a little bit in Cape Town. We was it like with a gray, the gray tank? It had had a black tank. Oh, yeah. a black tank. Yeah, so okay. it's the normal. It's the normal cafe racer, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Why? Power or no the lack of spirit? Mm. So, so when I got on the bike, I said to the guy, "What do I need to know?" He goes, "It's just a bike." I was like, what do you mean it's just a bike? He's like, yeah, it's a bike. And I kind of equated to driving a BMW, <coughs> like driving a 320, mm. okay? It works. It's comfortable. It's quiet. It's got the right power and the right range. Like, it does everything it's meant to do. Mm. It just has got, it just lacked a little bit of personality. Mm. Um, and, and that boxer, I mean, super smooth, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful engine, but it doesn't give you, doesn't, didn't give me like a, Mm, this is like, like feedback. Feedback, yeah. yeah. So I haven't actually ridden the, the Urban GS yet. Mm. It's the same engine. Yeah. And I'm a little bit scared to, just because. No, don't be scared. I would I'd try, you know, I think the, the, the thing with riding, uh, with choosing a bike to ride, yeah. you've got to go test ride yeah. as many of them as you can. Sure. And just, Find one so like. talking about that, a friend of mine and I, he was in the market for a bike um, for quite a while. He had a bike, but he wanted to buy another one. He wanted to upgrade. And uh, so what we used to do once a month is we go grab breakfast and then we go test ride bikes. Mm. And we'd choose a dealership and say, oh, okay, we're going to go to BMW today, gonna go Ducati today, Yamaha, Honda, mm. Hot, yeah. you know, whatever. Try. And I got a good sense of, because like I look at that bike, oh man, I'd really, oh, I like that bike. Yeah. And I go ride it and I think, oh. not so much. Yeah. Climb back on my GS and go, Nah, you know, kind of thing. So that's definitely. So don't don't look at a bike and say, uh, you no, know, no, I don't so, want. So, so just do it. That, so I, I love the look <coughs> of that GS, right? Yeah, the, the urban GS. I mean, like, yeah, like people. It's go, retro. People it's go. Retro. People go. Oh, it's retro, and you and you one of those guys. I'm like, I don't actually care. That's actually why I bought the Scrambler. It's the same thing, right? Like it's it's it was looks first, right? But the reason why I'm saying I'm nervous is that I was underwhelmed by that engine, mm. and I'm. Like really, if I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna go drive that bike, but when I'm on it, I'm hoping that it's got a bit more spirit than the one I wrote. because I'm going. If it, if I like the look and disappointed by the bike, I'm gonna be disappointed. Yeah, sure. Um, so and, but and you never know; you might be surprised. Well, that's it. But yeah. I mean, the chance. Well, look. So I haven't tested all of them. Yeah. All the different versions. Yeah. But they definitely the Scrambler is got a totally different ride mm. to. The normal yeah, one yeah. that I know for sure, and I think they've changed the engine talk a little bit as well, as far as I understand. Well, it's got exactly the same engine that my bike's got. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Second last generation, right? What's well, the? It was the um, the last air cooled yeah. version. Yeah, okay. the double uh, double yeah. overhead cam. Uh, so they discontinued the engine, brought out the liquid cooled, yeah, and stainless. then brought out the, yeah. uh, the ninety. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I was like surprised. I was like. This bike is a lot smoother than my bike. Mm. My bike is, you talk about that yeah. feedback, I would call it rough. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm reluctant to buy the liquid cooled. It's because it's too smooth. Too smooth. Mm. So I, I agree, they've done yeah. something to it. I don't, I'm not too sure what they've done. Yeah. But you never know. No, I You agree. know, you just know you and, change and the exhaust. Well, that's. And then yeah. 
Like, do yourself a favor. You a do, you, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Go test ride a Harley. You'll be very, very disappointed. I, I have no desire to own a Harley, okay. right? But, yeah. uh, but I'll tell you why you'll be yeah. disappointed. And, uh, you know, I, remember, I'm a BM guy. Yeah. So, uh, Harley. Yeah, not for you, right? Yeah. Until I rode a Harley. And then? And then I was like, you know, I want one of those. Well, this is what everyone tells me. You've got to go ride a Harley. Um, and and I, I can't see myself on a Harley. Yeah. Um, but everyone's going, you haven't done it until you've tried it. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and then the other thing as well is this, is that, how old are you? How old are you? Me? Yeah. 47. Okay, so I'm 45 shortly. Okay? Yeah. And the reality is that I'm not 20. Mm. Um, and now I'm at a point where, I mean, I got on that on that cafe racer on, auntie. I was like, that is the best looking bike I've seen in years. Sat on it and I went, I'm not even taking this for a ride. I cannot sit on this thing. Like, mm. this is ridiculous, yeah. okay? So I'm at a point now I'm going, the comfort thing is actually really important to me at this point in my life, especially because I am commuting every day. Like, I want some level of comfort. Um, and the idea of heated grips is not the worst idea in the world. Like, it's like some of these little pet, you know, pet yeah. creatures, you know, creature comforts. Yeah. So the fact is that that, that, that Urban GS for me is definitely a step up from comfort just in terms of the riding position. I mean, I've sat in the bike, like I like it. Um, and the older I get, weird enough, that ho- some of those Harleys actually look really comfy. Like I hate to say it, okay? Yeah. So I'm getting to a point where I'm going, the looks are important, but also as I get older, I realize no one else is, no one actually gives a shit, right? It's mm. what does the bike feel like under your legs? That's actually what counts. Yeah. And sometimes the ugliest bikes are actually the nicest. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I drove the uh, road that the, the Triumph Speed Triple R. Yeah. I look at the thing going, oh, that's like, it's ugly, man. It's got those weird lights no, in front. It's, no. it's semi-sports in the back and like not, like, what is this? Loved that bike. I was like, oh my God, this is like such yeah. a nice bike. But then I was like, hmm. Okay, like, so so I guess the point where you're going, the looks aren't that important, right? There's that there's balance. Balance, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe that's just, maybe that is just the age thing. If I was 20, I would have bought the, the cafe racer yeah, for sure, 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 like sure. Because sure. uh, actually, if I had the money, I'd like to have all of them. Yeah, that's true. All well. the whole range, the, yeah, whole yeah, range of the sure. uh, really because yeah. different everything. Days. Yeah, everything sure. that I like that I, yeah, yeah could have yeah all mm. of them. Yeah, um, just going back to um, going back to the um, to the Holly and the yep. comment about you'd be disappointed. Yeah, is because when you go test ride them now, um, last time I test rode them. They've uh, 100% standard. <clears throat> They've got no aftermarket um, accessories on them, including exhausts. So, like, you go do ride the demo bike. The yep. demo bike is as it is coming out the factory. Yeah. So, full silence muffler system on everything. And... No sound. I was like, no, but just when you ride it, you go, oh, what yeah. was that? That yeah. was uh, damn squib kind of thing. Really? Yeah, I was, and you know, I've gone and test ridden Harleys before, and you get there and they've got the aftermarket yeah. turn, they've got the yeah. foot pegs, you know, the, the forward controls and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, it's, like you the, feel, you feel it. Yeah. yeah, you feel it. Um, I was like, hmm, dude, you're not going to sell bikes like that. Eh? Um, and I said, what's the deal? And they said, no, 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 they've now come out of the mandate or whatever that the demo bikes will be the ones that come out the, out the factory. Well, I suppose they're complying standard. with all kinds of international regulations, and yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, I, I mean that. because I mean, you know, yeah. So, so, you know, it's, 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 and the weird thing is, is, is that just the Harley piece in terms of the sound, right? Yeah, is that 
the the you know you're sitting you're sitting and you're sitting in Parkhurst in a hard drive spot and you're like, dude, why? Like, why do you need that noise? Oh my god! Um, but then you actually do realize that like what, loud pipes save lives. Yeah. Number one, right? Yeah. But number two, that that feedback does give you a kick. Oh, There's no absolutely. question around it. Okay, absolutely. So I, mean, so I took my bike. To, I took my bike for. I, I did a tail tidy, right? Just I would just take the back off. Yeah. Took it to the guys in Edenville at the old old Triumph and Nick upstairs, and um, I took it there. And they went, "Oh, I like your sewing machine, mm-hmm. like the sound." Okay. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, it's quite quiet." He goes, "Like, I'll fix this for you." Basically, like a coffee can, yeah. cheap and nasty. Okay. Got back on that bike, different bike. Mm. Okay. And uh, like the fact that it makes such a beautiful sound. It's like it gives me so much pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's difficult to explain to anyone who's not. Uh, and, and even when we, we put a comment about Hollies, I'm going, yeah, I, I get the fact that those are exceptionally loud, but I actually do appreciate it mm. differently. No, absolutely, um, yeah. So there's there's a real sense of like maybe again it's just partly the safety piece because it does make a difference, but um, that feedback, and maybe that's the BMW thing as well is that the bike yeah. I rode couldn't hear it. Yeah, like you know doing on the highway. Couldn't hear a thing. Yeah, and maybe if I did have a, like a blast, I could or like just a little bit of feedback. It might be like, oh, it's, the engine is different. Yeah. Um. So maybe figuring that out, right? Like you say, they 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 having to comply with certain yeah. regulations. Yeah. All that. Pushing in this country, we we not get away with a lot of. We 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 can get away with quite yeah. a lot. So <clears throat> let's enjoy it while we can. Yeah. Because soon it's going to be um sewing machine. You know, like drone bikes. Yeah. You know, like well, electric I mean, I, bikes. I mean, I've heard those zeros, okay? Yeah. Like, it freaks me out. And like, it's like, like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but it's, but it's got a particular sound to it yeah. that is like, yeah, just distressing, actually. No, actually. And, and I, I got a friend, Richard, I saw him today, fair enough, and, and he, second generation zero, he was in the States a few months ago, a few weeks ago, and he said, that bike is phenomenal. Now, this is a guy that's owned, like, mm. everything from, from Vespas to Harleys to Superbikes, okay? Like, he, he has, he's got an extensive range, like, he's, he kind of knows what he's talking about when it comes to different kinds of bikes. And he went, that bike is remarkable. I would buy one. He says, the acceleration on that thing is just, yeah. you cannot comprehend. And because there is no gear, it's just like that centrifugal. Yeah, exactly. So you just pull away and you just keep pulling. It's like, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. But it makes no noise. Yeah. And like, I'm going like, I still, yeah, it freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Or they'll develop an app. Yeah. You'll get or the fake... I mean, whatever. My favorite thing is is that the <coughs> I don't know if you, you've seen these these the Jag F top. Yes. Do you know that they when you put your foot down through the speakers internally, there's an exhaust sound to support the exhaust sound <laughs> to make you think it's louder and a bit more growly. You're kidding. I'm not me. kidding. And and the fact is is that they figured out going well. You want the sound. It's actually you, the driver, driver. want the sound. We're gonna fake that to you. To some degree, and like that's interesting, right? Mm. But you don't know that, and you go like, "Oh, listen to that, mm. that engine." I'm like, no, there's <laughs> yeah. some computer outside is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe there is. But a I mean, but, but yeah, uh, look, I understand that we need to do things to save the planet sure. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But I'm going to enjoy it while well, I can. Well, I think riding a bike is saving the planet compared to a Jag, right? Yeah. Like a four liter V8, yes, absolutely. So petrol and 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely better, better <laughs> for the environment. Well, you'll keep us posted on those those business yeah, breakfasts. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna. I'll probably join you on one of them. Yeah, I'd like to have you. I actually, see as many of uh, of them as I can. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah so I look forward to what you're going to do Thank next you. year with the business breakfast. Thank you very much. That'll be cool. You can follow me on social if you're not. Yeah, ready. yeah, yeah. Okay, the whole spilly thing. Obviously, yep. your surname is Spilkin. Spilkin. Right? Yeah, Spilkin. So is that weird? Yeah, is it just a for. nickname? They yeah, can? And why stuck. the triple L thing? Because like, I've got to put my glasses on to know, realize that there are three of them. And, and you talk about email. It's a big problem, guys. I emailed him like, I didn't get it because they put two L in there. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the reality is that I actually got into Twitter very early in this country and two L's was taken. Oh, no. Uh, by a guy that since committed suicide and that, that it's, it's just Terrible. dormant. But I picked up the three L's because like, why not? Um, and it's kind of stuck. It's I've, like I talk about, you know, people call me, hey, three L's, like they joke about it. Um, and then I've used it for a couple of talks where I talk about like, listen, leverage and learn. I use the L's in different things. Yeah. So, like, so I've, I've managed That's to cool. bake it into some of my marketing. Um, yeah, but yeah. basically, because two L's wasn't available, actually, like that's, mm-hmm. that's the stand. <laughs> yeah, how uh, these things happen. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and I've learned to live with it, and I quite like it. Yeah. So okay, little, that's cool. Little signature there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I'll do all the stuff on the show notes. I'll put all your Appreciate details it. there, so yeah. people can find you. Yeah, I'm spilling yeah. everywhere: website, dot com, social, all all, the, all channels: Twitter, that's Facebook, good. Instagram, all of them. That's cool. Sweet. Thanks, Brent. Cool, man. Thank you very oh. much. Cheers. Wow. I have to say that uh, Spilly and I could have chatted for hours. Um, so if you're a businessman, an entrepreneur, and own a bike, a motorbike, not a mountain bike. I know mountain biking did become the new golf for a while, um, but it sounds like it's uh, more expensive to uh, maintain a mountain bike than a motorcycle. So if you own a motorcycle and want to network with uh, like-minded people, then follow Spilly and be the first to know when he's planning his next event. He definitely is planning um, an event. I did chat with him. I just don't know exactly when that's going to be. So follow him on his social platforms, and all his uh, contact details are available with this episode. Don't forget to check out the private episode, and also please interact with the podcast via our social channels, and send us your comments. Um, Those are always appreciated. And uh, that, my friends, is the end of this week's episode, and I'll catch you next time.